Welcome back to Going Long on First. And week one is in the books. What a week one it is. Was. What a week one it was. Man, Reagan is here, of course. She'll make her presence known, as she does throughout the pod. Every week anymore. Special guest host. It's not really a guest host anymore. At this point, just a special host, just uh, just special. That's for sure. That's for sure. Just, just the bomb. She's not only my my daughter. She's the pod's daughter now, guys. The, the pod, pod daughter? daughter. There it mm-hmm. is. Um. Yes, Owen. It was quite a week one. It was unusual opening weekend of football this year. We had we had some uh, some surprises, some upsets. We had a very interesting Monday night game that doesn't really need to be talked about that much, correct? Uh, kind of boring, huh? Except for every single minute that happened in that game, especially the first uh, five minutes, ten minutes of the game. Count pregame too. Pregame that was, <clears throat> but it is official, officially official, Seth. It is officially Aaron Rodgers is dead. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is not dead. We're not. We're not didn't even make it. Didn't even make it a minute on the field, and he perished. We're not going to report that on New York. Here. No, no East, fake news. East Russellford, New Jersey. He'll be cremated and sprinkled across midfield. Nah, I'm just kidding. Anyways, continue. I mean, the jet season might be dead. That we could say, yeah. Hey, actually, I want to say one thing real quick. Not particularly about that, just about week one in general. Week one was pretty weird all the way across the board. It was kind of like this a little bit last year. It seems like more recently in the last couple of years. It's gotten kind of more and more strange games. I think a big part of that is just the simple fact that people don't play starters like at all in uh, the preseason anymore. Um, I can speak particularly about that on the Eagles. Yeah, I think think you have a few that could. Now, my point being is um, when you don't got guys playing, everybody comes out rusty. And then how often coaches just get pulled from good teams. Um, it does make for a – we should be a YouTube show, guys. We really should. <laughs> you know, I was about to say I'm glad this uh, is not a YouTube we show. We should be one. So, anyways, my point about this is – I thought that kid was done, about to take a step off the table just in the background. <laughs> nah, she had at least a half, half a foot of table left. Um, but my point being is – um, strange games lead to strange takes, which is what I've seen all over Twitter. Um, yeah, and that's what we're about to be today. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jeremy. Uh, anyways, uh, do we do we want to start with the Monday night game? Yeah, so we want to lead off to. with this. We have to. It's unfortunate, but we have to. 
a certain uh, bit of news was confirmed today that forces our hand. Yeah, it does. It was a a very cool pregame little ceremony they had there. Rogers running onto the field with the flag and such. A, a very cool moment. Obviously, a sellout crowd. For the pod listeners, uh, Seth is shedding a tear right now. Um, it's a big, juicy one just running down his cheek. Aaron Rodgers and the American flag. <laughs> Continue, Seth. I'm Thank just, you, Jeremy. I'm getting emotional listening to it. You should be. You should be. Yes. Uh, and then uh, four plays into the game. Pop. Literally pop. Shot down. Goes the Achilles. Center field. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, you're just full of it tonight. Holy cow. I had a great day. I had a great Obviously. day, boys. Obviously. My, oh, my. Uh, yeah, he uh, ruptured his Achilles. He's done for the year. He had one pass attempt, officially, one pass attempt. Oh for one. And that's about it for his jet season in 2023. Terrible. Honestly, terrible. That uh that sucks. That sucks to watch. Um I was I was watching the Manning cast and they were they were like smiling and joking through it because it was like that is unbelievable, but it'll probably be right back. And I, as it progressively got worse, and he's limping off, and he's getting carted off, I just like I couldn't help but like laugh at like how absurd the whole situation was. Um, yes, the the biggest hype train for a team we've seen going into week one in a long, long time, probably ever in my lifetime. And uh, you got Jets fans before the game, like uh, we haven't had this much hype going into a season since Vinny Testaverde tore his Achilles week one in like 98 or something like that. Um, Very it's uh, yeah. It's surreal. And I, can you, if, if I'm a Jets fan, I'm calling it quits forever. I think, I think I have to just for, you know, to save my brain and not even just switch teams, like just quit football. Because that is that is a ghost you'll never shed off seemingly at this point. That is absolutely insane. The Super Bowl contenders have turned into can they survive the season? <laughs> and then all of a sudden they get a yeah. win. Where'd that come from? Yeah. On a punt return in overtime. No, you don't see that every day. This was a on a player the player that returned that punt was uh, told you he made the roster not even a full week beforehand, right? Yeah, he was uh, exactly. one of the the hard knocks uh, darlings. They say kind of he was a, a a favorite on the on the show. Yeah. Oh, and like you said, the the preseason off season hype was just through the roof for this team with hard knocks and Rogers coming over and Cook and just everything, and it just gets slammed in their face within the first five minutes. It's you really got a feel for them. You really obviously feel for Rodgers. You know, coming coming from Green Bay, really hoping that trade would have been a win-win-win for everybody, for the Jets, for Rodgers, and for the Packers, and now it is a 
as of right now, a lose, lose, lose for everybody. Uh, the trade is pretty much finalized. Rodgers needed to play 65% of the snaps for the Packers to get a first-round pick. Obviously, that will not happen. And now it uh, kind of locks it into a second-round pick in the 2024 draft. So they got the win, but bittersweet, as they say. Really shakes it up. It An unusual end to an unusual week. It was. But more on this game, other than the Rodgers news, uh, is the uh, what happened to the Bills. As much as what happened to the Jets, what happened to the Bills and their inability to, feels like could have coasted to this game. Now the Jets have a stellar defense. That we know for sure. Obviously, uh, was um, J- what's his first name? Something Whitehead. I can't remember his first name. Jordan. Oh, what is Jordan it? Whitehead. Jordan Whitehead. Obviously, he had a stellar game. Already locked in a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar bonus. Thanks Week to that one. game. Week one. Unreal. Yeah. Uh, he had three picks. It was one of his uh, incentive incentives in his contract was three picks, and he did it week one. And uh, pretty much shut down the Bills in the second half of this game. Josh Allen couldn't do anything. Had four turnovers, of course. And uh, Jets survived on running the ball, defense, and uh, a little bit of special teams luck. We'll see how many weeks they can do that. Sprinkle in that... uh... That ESPN ref calling it an asterisk win because of the uncalled tripping on the punt return. Yeah, I saw that. Makes two times this week. Um, (laughs) Just unreal. But Allen, he made some big throws. This is the thing. Like, they were driving. It wasn't like they just stalled out, stalled out, and there's a pick. Like, they were driving the ball each time. And then it just takes one to take it all away, and that you have to start over. It, it just it was insane that it just kept happening. Same guy, and it, they looked pretty decent at least on the on the touchdown drive they had in the second quarter. It seemed like a statement, like okay, now it's time we're going to take this game over. Then they were held out of the end zone for thirty five minutes straight. Um, just a wild I, – I have to think it's maybe complacency. It's like, well, Rodgers is gone. This game's ours anyway, so let's not – Yeah, you kind of wonder if that kind of coasted in a little bit. It's, I mean, it seems like it because he just it – just it's the only explanation for being that careless, you know, because, you know, we were talking about it. It's like the guy's either Patrick Mahomes or is Carson Wentz. He's never – like Jeremy says, he's never in between. I think he worded it a little differently, but I think yeah, that's exactly much what Jeremy down. said pre-pod. <laughs> exactly. Hey, I read it from a comment, but uh, Owen, your politically correct version works as well. Um, I just want to jump in and say one thing about Josh Allen real fast. I think more than three, four of these games this year, Stephon Diggs has definitely gone this year. I, I just I don't see a world where if they don't make a real, real Super Bowl run. I just don't see a world where those two are still a tandem anymore. I just – there was 
and you know, you try to read body language, and obviously it's damn near impossible to do when you're watching the game. But uh, there was moments where there was one, I think it was a third down throw, and he throws it be- behind Stephon Diggs. Thanks, Reagan. I appreciate that. And um, long story short, Diggs just kind of throws him one of these and like a look on his face. And it's a bad – I mean, I get you're trying to make a play in that position, but Diggs was not open. I mean, if he would have caught the ball, he'd got caught by the guy in front of him. Josh Allen's lucky the guy behind him didn't pick it off. And behind, on top of it all, it's like it kind of felt like he was forcing the ball to Diggs a couple of times, and for sure one of the three picks was a forced ball to Diggs. One of them was for sure. I think one of them was to Gabe Davis, and if not two of them were to Gabe Davis. But um, I don't know. You, you just It's the Madden cover curse. You know, you, you go on Madden, and what do you know the next year? You're either dog shit or you get hurt. Hopefully Josh Allen doesn't get hurt. Hopefully he's not dog shit. But, um, man, is this guy just like – Seth, this has always been kind of my thing about Allen to where I just can't get with it. The, he's like consistently inconsistent if he's a top five or a bottom 15 quarterback. Like it's hard to know. He's supremely talented, like supremely talented. But what are you actually getting? Because you've never seen 2017 Carson Wentz out of Josh Allen. You've seen a lot of 2019 Carson Wentz out of Josh Allen, but never 2017. 2017 Carson Carson Wentz, if you keep that, he's a guy. Last night was a lot of 2019 Carson Wentz. Well, I, I'd say I think we've seen a lot of 2017 Carson Wentz out of Josh Allen periodically. I think we've but seen 20, a better version of 2017 Carson Wentz out of Josh Allen. I don't agree with that for the simple fact that 27 Wentz, 2017 Wentz is historically like Great, great. And I just remember watching that guy, and, like, there was no moment in any game Carson Wentz was on the field where you actually thought you were going to lose. He was that good that year. And uh, the way he just orchestrated the offense in general, it was so dynamic. Um, now, they're they're similar but different quarterbacks because Josh Allen, I think, falls more into, like, the Cam Newton role where it's like this guy's just a freak of nature. Carson's a less athletic version of that. But um, the one thing where you got to give it to, to Josh Allen is – there's been a lot more good, good to great Josh Allen than Carson Wentz. Now, I just think Pete Carson Wentz has been better than anything Josh Allen's put on the field. That's just my opinion. But um, I'm not a hater of either one of those players. I'm also uh, not the biggest. Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm a hater of either one of them, it's Wentz, that's for sure. Yeah. But um, yep. no, I, I don't know. It's just – it's so hard to watch. And now, okay, there was – I seen a comment – what was it? The four quarterbacks that got that got paid this offseason, only one touchdown was thrown by all four of them. It was Jalen. It's like this is kind of going back to my point: is nobody plays in the preseason anymore. Everybody just does OTA and uh, makes practice shit. Yeah, people are bound to be rough, you know. Now, yeah. out of a tandem like Diggs and Allen that have played together so long, you expect a little bit more. But um, no, it just it was kind of rough offensive football way around. And I swear, maybe help me out here, guys. I swear I remember last year for the first, like, third of the season, everybody talked about how much defenses were more in sync than offenses. Usually yeah. the case. Yeah. Usually the case. I just remember that being talked about a lot last year, I feel like. My my one defense for Allen is, yeah, when he's at the top of his game, he is Mahomes because his one touchdown to Diggs not many people can make that play in the NFL. 
there's only a select few quarterbacks that could have done that. Mahomes being one. Hurts probably being another one. I don't think Burrow is athletic enough to do that. I think there's only a handful of guys. It it, kind of comes back to the Brett Favre thing where you're going to take some of those. It's that gunslinger mentality where you're going to, he's going to take some of those shots, but you know, you're going to get some great play out of Josh Allen. And you're just going to have to live with some of those risky plays. Now you're right, Jeremy. Some of those were at least one or two of the interceptions was a bit force feeding Stefan Diggs because Diggs by far and away led the team in targets over anybody else. And he probably should on a week to week basis anyway, because he is one of the best receivers in the game. But yeah, you're right. I'm not too worried about the bills. It was a loss, but they they played a great defense in the jets. Jets will have a top five defense again. I think the bills will figure it out. I think some of these teams that struggled in week one, and we'll get to a few of them here in a few minutes. We'll, we'll get it figured out. I think the Bills will as well. They're too they're too talented of a team. We're not going to overreact on Monday slash Tuesday. Okay, week one no overreaction. Not me. Monday. Not me. Can I throw in? Uh, can I throw in my little bit of Jets pick? Real quick, and then we got to move on. Otherwise, we're not going to. I didn't even. I didn't even get to say anything. I got to get at least ten minutes just on Rodgers. Goddamn. But uh, all right, boys. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. <laughs> There's not much you got to say about Rodgers. Do you want to comment on his one pass that he threw away? So, Rodgers is 39 years old, 40 by the start of next year. Uh, He'll be 40 in about two months. Contemplated retirement this last offseason. He's coming back. That's the the discussion. So, oh, and this is for you because I know Seth isn't going to give me a a straight answer. What's the legit chance that this guy actually comes back? Like, just off the top of your head. I think over 50 because um, uh, he's already committing to, you know, two, maybe three years at this point with the Jets. Obviously, this is this is barring any setbacks with rehab. He's definitely going to try. It seemed like the reports was he's go- immediately going into rehab. He's taking this serious. He's going to get the process going. Um, you know, a lot of talk today, especially on ESPN, was, you know, how much of a competitor he is. I can't imagine – him stepping away from the game like this, but also listening to it from a medical standpoint, the Achilles injury is obviously terrible and it's always going to be season ending pretty much bar none. It's going to happen. 0.01% chance Rogers plays. And that's if he's okay. And if the jets make the super bowl, then maybe he appears, but um from what I what I have read and what I've listened to is that the the process is pretty straightforward. It's a reliable rehab process to get your Achilles back and repaired, and uh, and not as bad as you know some guys have experienced with an ACL injuries. You know, like Jordy Nelson, David Bakhtiari, or uh, say a couple guys in or a guy or two in our life that basically refuses to get his ACL repaired. <laughs> No clue where you're going with that one. No doubt, And but it, the Achilles is a little bit different. So in that, in just that way, if he gets a lot of the, you know, the medical tension right away, I, I'm from what I've listened to today from the medical standpoint, it gives me confidence that he's coming back. So let me jump in on this real fast. Um, there's probably no way to know right now, right? Um, there's going to be 
two things that are going to keep Rodgers. There's going to be two things that cause him to retire, I think. Um, one of them I have literally not heard mentioned one time, and it's the more likely of the two. Um, thing number one is if he just doesn't heal right, right? That'll be the thing. Now, if I remember right, it's his left Achilles, right? right? Yeah, I believe so. So it's not even it's not even really the plant foot. It's not like the foot foot. Um, which is which is better for him in yeah, this situation. Significantly better. And he's a quarterback and he's not honestly, he probably just saves himself from getting beat up all year all year behind that bad offensive line, right? Now that's it's probably true too. Yeah. Probably a huge pro. Uh, I'm trying to see this from because I might pick on Rodgers all the time, but that sucked to see. Like it really did. Yeah. I had a reaction very similar to Peyton Manning. <laughs> just like we're like I'm just sitting there like you got to be kidding like it, it just it makes the whole league less interesting without Rodgers in it um especially with all the hype that the NFL is building up around the Jets now the first thing that'll cause uh retirement is if he just doesn't heal right or if he's just not feeling the second thing and this I have not heard mentioned one time what if Zach Wilson goes off this year nobody mentions that now Owen I see the face you're making nobody has mentioned that once now is it likely i wouldn't bet on it i wouldn't bet on it at all but the talent that kid has i mean he was literally mocked i mean his comp was aaron Rodgers, you know so if he takes a step this year and you're the jets you can't move on with aaron Rodgers. you gotta move on with zach wilson you know what i mean but i have not heard that mentioned one time now could be true beyond it could be true beyond the Beyond the quarterback controversy that might possibly show up in East Russellford, um, that Jets defense is for real. Like those guys are good. Um, Garrett Very. Wilson is looking. Garrett Wilson's looking like he's bound to take the step. I just read the comment a little bit ago about how uh, the only thing Rogers said to him is "I'm sorry, kid" or something like that. It's like, man, like he was in for a big year, and now I, yeah. if I have him in fantasy, I'm trading him for sure. Well, um, you know, got the touchdown. There's still some hope. Then what I catch that was um, too, by the way, Garrett Wilson, like, holy oh, shit. 42 yards, um, four targets, 42 yards. Delvin Cook, I mean, yeah. he's not the back behind that, that line, I don't think. Oh, um, I, I, I don't know. I see, uh, Well, you know, you can continue. But I thought the Brees Hall, Delvin Cook, I still saw enough from, from there. Well, no, no, no. I was actually going to say it's not like a – it's not like a thunder and lightning type deal. Brees Hall – I mean, on that long run, it almost just looked like he wasn't quite in game shape yet, like running shape. That's why he kind of got caught. He hasn't played football in how long, you know. But um, I don't know. I just – if I'm the Jets, having Rodgers out opens up a lot of different things. Like Randall Cobb is the liability on that roster. Um, Lazard and, and uh, Zach Wilson, how much is Zach going to progress? Lazard is an asset, though. Um, that offensive line, bunch of question marks. Oh, nothing but – Exactly. So it's like, I don't know. The Jets, though, I, I'm a big believer in Salah, that's for sure, and that defense. Quinton Williams is a legit, legit player. But um, what I mean, what I would say, and it's a good comparison, Seth, here's your escape card. Here's your segue. <laughs> big comparisons between this team and the Packers, not only because of the Rodgers connection, but obviously the Jets are probably going to have the number one defense. Packers have a really budding, like, full of stud talent on the defense. The difference is on the offense, they chose to invest on the offensive line, which seemed to work this week instead of the skill players that barely snuck out the win 
with the Rodgers offense in New York. Talk about that, though. Packers offensive line. Most dominant unit in a game this week, maybe. Probably. Uh, yeah. You must not watch Good. the Browns game, but continue. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Terrible, Jeremy. Terrible. Um. Yeah, good segue, Owen. I will say, uh, I I saw on Twitter a couple uh, couple Packer people, fans probably, as they were saying, I'll never complain about drafting an offensive lineman again. And okay. and you kind you kind of say it every year is, it's never the sexy pick, but it's usually the right pick. And it just goes to show, just goes to yep. show. Uh, yeah, I mean, that Packers Bears game. Let's get into it. Let's let's continue this train. We got other games to talk about. Can I can I go first since I probably have the shortest amount of takes here, real fast? Sure, Jeremy. You guys, you guys watch more of the game than I did, so I just want to say one thing. Um, I was a love fan first, Seth. I just really wanted to get that out there. Um, this guy love loves. I love love. Um, Seth, you were late to that train. I don't even know if you're still on it. To tell you the truth, I'm driving the train. I know Owen's somewhere on there, but I don't know if Seth's on there. Um, I don't want you driving anything that's part of that team. <laughs> hey, I'm driving them to the promised land just to lose to my Eagles. But anyways, um, I, I think the Packers really got something there. I think there's a lot of talent in Jordan Love. It was kind of funny to see all the people making the comparisons about like his throwing motion to Rodgers. Um, like – the whip of an arm and everything like that. And I was like, man, I, I don't know if I'd go that far quite yet because Rodgers' arm talent is a little different. But Jordan Love sure. does have a lot of talent. Um, I think the, the thing beyond it all is the Packers' defense really showed up and showed out, like you just said, all the young talent. Um, and then the only other thing I really wanted to make the comment about is like, man, if that Bears' offensive passing game doesn't take a step in the next six games, somebody's getting fired you know what i mean somebody's getting fired somebody's getting benched because at that at that point it's like hey, hey we just got terrell Pryor 2.0 you know what i mean like that's literally all this guy is we're just gonna let a quarterback and what's comical is you've seen um all these players coming out with what they're gonna do this year when i seen that justin Fields said he was gonna rush for 2,000 yards i'm like man pass for 4,000 first pass for 3,000 first like do something that actually really matters for your position before you go running for 2,000 yards. As, as cool as it would be, it's like, hey, it's it's not going to win you games, you know? So, I don't know. I think um, if there was one real big take from this game, it would be Packers defense and the lack thereof of a Bears passing game. I mean, like, even Chase Claypool, like, he just didn't even look like he wanted to be there on some of these plays. Outlead blocking on screens and stuff like that. It's just like, I don't know. And then I watched a lot of the Ravens game and watching Lamar just have to throw screens constantly to anybody. It just... Some of these running quarterbacks never progress. I don't know. That's a subtle shot at Lamar, who I'm a fan of, but. You know, I, I think I've said that a few times, Jeremy. Thank you. Uh, I'm glad you said that because I kind of feel like Justin Fields might be a poor man's version of Lamar. Shots fired. I'm just saying. And I'm not exactly, you. I'm not exactly high you. on Lamar either. The one comment. I'd make about that is Lamar has had the entire offense built around him for X amount of time. Fields has not had, he's got a defensive coordinator as a coach. So that'd be my only thing. Now they're giving him more weapons this year and they're trying to do things. Obviously you're not just going to up and fire your defensive coordinator to a coach, but 
you are you're not on the wrong track there. I mean, prior Pryor's probably the floor. Lamar's probably the ceiling for Justin Fields. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, he can definitely be a dynamic player. He's a dynamic runner. He showed that on Sunday with a couple of the avoided sacks that he had. Uh, one against Jair specifically, which was impressive. It's these these running quarterbacks, like you said, they need to they need to learn to be a quarterback. That is their position. They're not a receiver. They're not a running back. It's an added tool. It's an added threat, kind of like how Jalen uses it, kind of like how, I don't know, if you want to go back to the 90s, like Steve Young used it. You know, it's you're a passer first and a runner second. Where Lamar, Justin Fields, Michael Vick, you could use that as an example, except it more, you know, in his later years, he wasn't as much. They were runners first. And I just, Cam Newton was like that too, for the most part. You want to be successful, especially as a quarterback and as a team, other than a year or two, is you got to develop as a passer. Lamar hasn't gotten there. Justin Fields obviously hasn't gotten there yet either. Great showing by the Packers defense. I'm not sold on it after one game against the Chicago Bears and against Justin Fields. Now they look good. Rashawn Gary was back out there, which was huge. Lucas Van Ness had a big play. Devontae Wyatt was huge in this game. I mean, they were getting to Justin Fields all afternoon. Bears don't have a good offensive line either, though. I'm going to I need to see a couple more games out of this defense before I'm like, this could be the year. But it's a good start. And on offense... I mean, it was good all around. Jordan Love looked really good. He did have some Roger-esque throws. I get the comparison, but yeah, I also get what you say, Jeremy. Romeo Dobbs, I think, is going to be that guy. Watson will be back next week. Those are those two are going to be a really good one-two punch. I like what the offense is going to look like. If Jordan Love can continue to play smart football, this offense could be good. And they could be a sneaky good team this year. That's my take. And Andres Carlson hit the field goal. What a better way to cement this W. In a bad situation, too. Almost fumbled the clock. Had called timeout just to save it. Man, I was was screaming at the television in that last minute of the half. It just... The clock management there was horrendous. I'm not sure whose decision that was. If that was love, just not playing that well. Why Matt LaFleur is not take? I, I didn't get it, but we got yeah. a field goal out of it, so I'm fine. So my thoughts on that was LaFleur, I think, seemed to take ownership of it a little bit. But I think maybe he was used to Rodgers taking control in that and, like, rushing everybody to the line. Let's get another playoff, see if we maybe we get a shot, maybe we get an offsides. Take another shot at the end zone before we get three seconds down to a field goal. And then just, there just wasn't that urgency there. So that's just – no. That's one little, you know, specific thing. And there Learning are a few of those, for them. A, a few of those things within this game that, you know, for Jordan Love, that will have to get refined for sure. It's not like he lit the world on fire. It was only 230 yards, right? He didn't have uh, over 20 completions. Three touchdowns. Three touchdowns. It's league good. leader, baby. He's a league leader. Or league hey. tiger, right? Or didn't Tua have more than three or no? No, Tua only had three, I believe. He threw for like 450 yards, though. Thank you. Well, 
Tyreek ran for 200 of them. Um, (laughs) So um, what I would say is we say Jordan Love was really good, mainly in the in the light or in the light of our expectations. Our our expectations were like we didn't even know what to expect, really. Yeah, we didn't expect we didn't expect this good. I don't think I thought maybe pretty average. This was like as good as I thought it could have been. Um, so perfect moment. The only thing is like the bears played so God awful in pretty much all aspects aside from, I, I blame fields almost the least on the team. <laughs> it's the offensive line was God awful. Um, the whole team was making these really dumb flags like that first drive that they were actually having success in. They had flag, 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 false start holding personal foul. Um, it was it was a wild game in that sense, and it just kept it kept coming back to Packers way. And I was I was enjoying it. I don't know about you guys. I was enjoying the hell out of it. Absolutely. Oh, and I agree with you that it's probably Fields is the least at fault here. But um, I guess we're Seth. I don't know where you go with this, but you got to be able to beat the team with your arm as well as your legs even when your offensive line and everybody else is not playing as well. Which he didn't. And he didn't play perfect, obviously. He didn't play – he didn't rise above, and they just still lost, even with him playing good by any means. Um, however, maybe that I, – I just – it's it's very confusing how to grade the Packers in this because obviously they played a very good game overall. Made a lot of mistakes still. But how much is the Bears' performance, like – how do you how do you grade that still? I don't know. Like so, like that's where I'm I'm with you on the defense. Is like they showed up. Devontae Wyatt, Quay Walker played out of their minds. Um, in comparison to most of last year, and I just don't. And I'm and I like what I've seen. So maybe it's one of those things where you get that first game and you get all that confidence. Jordan Love probably really needed that to know what he can do. And uh, I guess we're on to Atlanta. Yes, <laughs> we're better first oh, game. For him, I was no. going to say, can I use what Owen just said to transition this to the Eagles real fast? I, um, I had a I had a good sequence as well, but I'll let you take it. No, go ahead, go ahead if you want. I was going to say, uh, going back to the league leader and touchdown passes, you got Jordan Love, you got Tua, and you got none other than Mac Jones of the New England Patriots as well in a losing effort. Against your Philadelphia Eagles, Jeremy. Where are my McCorkles at? Please stand up. Please stand up. And a 25-20 loss to the Eagles. Uh, they sure made it interesting in the second half, that's for sure. Seth, let me take over right there. You're about to say something foolish. I can feel it. Um, what? This is what I'll say. We Numbers don't lie, Jeremy. Numbers don't lie. We got up to sixteen nothing real fast. Um, and what saved us was our rookie and first year defensive tackle, our first year undrafted cornerback, and our kicker is what saved us in the end. Um, to just run with that's freaking right. Um, to just run with the rust train. What I'll say is the defense looked like it was fairly gelled together. Um, 
The weakness is if you would ask me what what concerns I had for the Eagles defense, which I'm sure we've talked about, I would have said the inside of the middle, the middle inside of the defense where the linebackers roam, and the safeties, and that's what Mac Jones took advantage of. Um, the other part of it is the offensive line played pretty poorly, which they did last year against the Lions in Week One. Um, Dallas Gardner was literally targeted one time, didn't have a single touch. We bring in Swift and Penny. Penny wasn't even uh, active for the game. Swift, I think, had two touches, two to four somewhere in there. Penny G's the lead guy. He's going to get all the touches, which, funny enough, I was telling people that are asking me about fantasy stuff with the Eagles backfield. I'm like, I wouldn't touch anybody in that backfield other than Kenny G. Um, and then Brian Johnson never – the new offensive player. Thank you. That's how I feel about that, too. Um Never got Jalen into any type of offensive rhythm, which is what Steichen was really good at, which I could turn that straight into the Colts game because he was doing a hell of a job with Anthony Richard, in my opinion, Richardson. But um, the offense looked a little too, like, hectic, sporadic, not really the word for it, but there was no rhythm to it at all. It was like, hey, first drive, we come up with, like, five runs damn near in a row to Ken, Kenny Gainwell, and they really weren't going anywhere. And then Jalen bails us out with an 11-yard run. And then Slay bails us out with a pick six. And then Jalen to Schmitty on the, you know, the, the, the rollout to the right. But there was no rhythm to the offensive ball. Now you expect that to get better. But um, you're not going to win many games when Goddard's not touching the ball. You're not going to win many games when the offensive line plays that poorly. You're not going to win many games when, I mean, nobody covered the center of the field on defense. Um, Reed Blankenship played pretty good. I have no idea why Evans was playing, Justin Evans. I thought for sure it'd be Tremaine Thomas or Edmonds, the safety from the Steelers that we got. Um, I'm really blown away that Evans is starting because he was a liability. Um, Nicobe Dean actually played fairly well. Um, he's out for, he's on IR right now, something with his foot or his ankle. And then we brought in Rashawn Evans. We just brought Nicholas Morrow back up. If there was bright spots at all, um, Jordan Davis definitely looks like he take, he's taken somewhat of a step. I mean, it's, it's too early to say. He was the forced fumble on um, – he was the forced fumble end. I think he had a half a sack, the forced fumble on Z, which was the big fumble that kind of turned the game at the beginning of the game. Um, secondary, as far as Bradbury and Slate, still looks solid. Fletch looks like he's still making plays. He had to play at the end of the game. Um, Jake Elliott is, I mean, just the dog is a kicker. He's got some record for the most 55 yard field goals hit in NFL history. I'd have to pull it up. But Jake like, Elliott does? Yeah. He's like eight for nine or something like that. And he's the most ever or the best percentage ever for 56 yard or 55 yard field goals and above. I'd have to find it, but I heard it on uh, Sunday. And then the other thing I'd say is one super promising thing is, yo, Jalen Carter looked great. Um, he had the sack at the end of the game. He, I've seen everywhere between six and eight pressures that he had. He was in the backfield quite a bit. I watched Baldy's breakdowns on it, and my man, like, he reminds me of a young Fletcher Cox, just more explosive, if I'm being completely honest. He's, I mean, he's the real deal through one game for sure. Um, and the other thing is, I guess a takeaway from this is in what – really wasn't a sloppy game, but just kind of like a, a hard-fought game. The offensive line for the Patriots is not bad, right? And then the defensive front for the Patriots is actually very good. 
And Brian Johnson, a brand-new offensive coordinator, is going against Bill Belichick, who's probably the best defensive mind ever in the NFL. And they still put up enough points to close it out in the end. Obviously, the offense is not what won the game. The defense and the special teams is. But, um, no, it's a work in progress. It, it reminds me last year of the Lions game where everything was not quite gelled. I mean, last year, so Goddard didn't touch the ball week one. Last year, Smitty didn't touch the ball week one, and he still went over 1,000 yards. So, Smitty. No, it – the the pros I would say is Jake Elliott's still that dude. Jalen Carter's looking like he's one of those dudes. Um, Jordan Davis looked great, and then Slade's looking at a big year. He looked explosive as ever. Bradbury's out this week, but him and Reed looking like they're making making strides. Um, Smitty and obviously AJ Brown still have a very good connection with uh, with Jalen. But I'll say this: if this roster looks the same way in four weeks, I'd be very surprised. I assume something's going to happen at running back again, and I think something's going to happen either at safety or linebacker for the Eagles. But Mac Jones, I mean, the three touchdowns, he took advantage of the middle of the field. He really did. They started calling plays for that towards the second half, and, I mean, he really took advantage of it, especially when Bradbury went down and Reed Blankenship missed some time, too, and actually Nicobe Dean, so then they just started striking there. Um, I'll be really surprised if Zeke finishes the year on the Patriots. I mean, if you're fumbling the ball in a Bill Bill, Bill Belichick offense, you're not going to get playing time. Um, that is very true. And then one last take about the Patriots and then take it away. These guys, this roster reminds me a lot of the first couple of years of Tom Brady's career. Now, Mac Jones is not Tom Brady. But this reminds me of those guys back when you had Willie McGinnis in that great front seven. You had a pretty solid secondary. And then on offense, it's just kind of – you're throwing to Tim Brown. Oh, not Tim Brown. Uh, help me out here. Deion Branch and there's Tim something. Troy Brown. Troy Brown? Blue Troy, Troy Brown. Brown, thank you. It's just that it reminded me a little bit when I was watching the game. I'm like, God, this reminds me of the early days of Tom Brady in New England. It really did. Where it's just like young quarterback, kind of, I am not. I don't mean to call them scraps, but like not great receivers. And then a solid-ass front seven on defense. So. It's going to be interesting watching those guys progress. I can see them taking back over in the AFC in a couple of years. Jake Elliott broke an Eagles record of making three 48-plus yard field goals in a game. So that's not the one I'm talking about. The record I'm talking about, I'm almost positive, is some sort of percentage-based thing for 56 yards and above. I don't think that's correct. <laughs> I'll have to pull it up because the guy that said it, Rube, is almost never wrong about those things. He's pretty historically accurate on it. Yeah, this um, is Rube. I'm waking. I'm reading Rube's Eagle stats. No, no, no. I hear you. It wasn't an Eagle stat though. It was an all-time stat. But it's was it being a percentage-based thing? I mean, Justin Tucker could break it next next week. You know what I mean? All right. Eagles uh, are breaking so- records every week in Jeremy's mind. That absolutely every week. <laughs> uh to wrap up this game for me is uh Patriots might have an offense again. That's my one thing here. I'm not gonna be too worried about the Eagles, even though it wasn't pretty, they got the W. But uh Patriots might have an offense and and an what almost feels like a wide open AFC we east all of a sudden. You never know. You're are you well, are you really saying wide open after what the Dolphins like the the game they were in? What a segue! 
I'm just, yeah, of course. I mean, the, de- the Dolphins' defense was not great by any. You're talking years. about you're talking about MVP Tua and Tyreek 2K, and you're saying that they're not the leaders of the AFC East. What's wrong with you? I'm not saying. Explain yourself. I'm not saying that. It's. I'm not saying the Dolphins. I'm not, might not be, saying anything, but I'm saying I'm not, something. I can't. I can't. Not with you talking. Good. Thank you, Owen. We did need that segue back to this. All right. Let's do Chargers Dolphins, shall we? Yes. Chargers Dolphins. A uh, which was probably the most thrilling game of the weekend. Yeah, for sure. A 30, 36-34 is what it was. 36-34, Miami did pull it out. But it was close. Back and forth. And we figured this game was going to be high scoring. We didn't we didn't think they'd put up 70 combined. Talk about hitting the over. Yeah, smashed. Holy. Smashed for sure. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Tyree goes for what two hundred plus receiving, uh, two fifteen total with two touchdowns. Tua throws up for almost five hundred yards, three touchdowns. Justin Herbert had actually a semi quiet day, but they had three rushing touchdowns. Herbert had one. Austin Eckler went off. Joshua Kelly, backup to Eckler, also went off for nearly a hundred. Kind of look like college rushing yards almost with two 100-yard backs. Uh, but the Chargers did what the Chargers kind of do, is uh, kind of crumble at the end, and they lost. <laughs> with the ball in their hand, a couple of sacks there at the end, uh, cemented it for the Dolphins. But, uh, Jeremy, I get what you're saying. The Dolphins, pro- I'm still I'm higher on the Bills. But I think the Dolphins are close too. Dolphins are going to be fun to watch this year with uh, with, with that offense. But the questions are going to remain about that defense. And yeah, they're playing the Chargers, but they're going to play the Bills. They're going to have to play the Chiefs. I'm sure. You know, they're going to play some talented offenses. They're going to have to slow them down. Are they going to be able to do that? Are they going to be able to put up almost forty points a game? Probably not. But maybe. Maybe it's going to be fun to watch. Who are you about saying that about? I'm talking about the Dolphins. Dolphins. So you you think there's no shot in them getting that defense together and actually being able to stop people? I'm not I'm not saying that, but I for for me to say it, the Dolphins are the class of the East right now after one week, it's hard for me to say that. That's what I'm saying. I think this division is is kind of open now. I think it was open anyways with Rodgers there, but. Now it almost feels like a two division, two two man race between the Dolphins and the Bills. Owen, what say you about the AFC East in general? Yeah, and the Dolphins. Less, well, I mean, I guess about the Dolphins is like, you know, one week, uh, um, all everything we say is overreaction by nature. So in that sense, yeah, like the Dolphins seem like the only remaining you know, Super Bowl contender, if we're just basing it off of one week, at least in that division. Uh, what's What stood out to me the most is, and we saw it last year, but this week 
this one week of game tape especially no i think this is the scariest uh tape you have to watch as a opposing coach because it's speed. Kill? it's oh, speed yeah. and open space and this scheme allowed that it's drawn up like none other bef- before like you they get you to open space and you're just not going to be able to catch them so you got to beat them to the punch and that's the only way to stop is to prevent Tyree Kill from catching a ball anywhere <laughs> so yeah it's hard to stop that guy it is so it's yeah you know are they are they instant super bowl favorites no but this is going to be the hardest matchup for any team in the league 100% and what it I was like last year in, until Tua had his con- yeah, and then back things injuries, changed. Back injuries, calm down, calm down. We don't need to find. Sorry. Um, the one thing I would say about the Dolphins is the running game is still like not there at all. Um, I, I think with those weapons and Tua at the helm, I don't think there's ever going to be much of a running game. To be honest, but you got to have something. Mostert isn't the guy to like. Malk out the clock at the end of the game. That would have been where like Zeke would have been a perfect fit here if he could hold on to the ball. Just have Malk. Yeah, he's the, he's the not fast enough for that team. Yeah, but you're right. He's not. But he still could be the guy that's just you know the battering ram at the end of the game that runs out the clock. Um, I'll say I watched a lot of um, the helmet cam of Tua on Twitter where they're showing how he's reading the defense in training camp and. Um, it was impressive to watch, and I mean, watching all of the all of the game replay of this game. There was a point in this game where I was watching. I was like, "Man, is is Tua like maybe even farther along than Herbert right now?" I don't think so. I, I I'm a big Herbie fan. I like Tua a lot. I like him Tua a lot this year. I think he was gonna make a run at the MVP. Um, one thing I'll say, Herbie, um, he just didn't seem to take advantage of certain situations that could have been better scoring opportunities, and then Eckler's injury didn't really help. But, um, no, I, I think uh, the Dolphins should be a betting favorite in most games. Seth, I think they're I think they're better than the Bills right now. I truly do. I just don't – Yeah, sure, maybe gets, after one week, but like I think said, it's overreaction. I mean, let's not – I'm not going to overreact to this. In my opinion, what was the year when the, the Chiefs and the Bills got into that shootout in the playoffs? What year was that? 2020, right? 2021? Couple, just a couple this years ago. This isn't the 2020 Bills. This is the 2023 Bills, and they are not built for a shootout, in my opinion. The Dolphins I, can win shootouts. It's, it's one week. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that they're not. They played, but, if we're going like to come back said, to the Bills, they played a great, 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 great Jets defense, top five like defense. You just said, like you just said, the Dolphins did this last year with Tua. Tua stays healthy. I truly think they could do this damn near every week. They were proving it last year. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, we knew we knew the Dolphins' offense was going to be good heading into the season. Nobody's surprised they put up thirty six points. Are they going to be able to do that every week? I don't think so. It's gonna it's hard 30, to do that on a week to week. Thirty six points isn't even that that crazy. I mean, shit, the Cowboys' defense damn near put up thirty six points. You know what I mean? Well, like. Sure. That's a whole nother I mean they scored 40 points for me in fairness, you know, big deal. But uh uh I I you would better take to, that segue before Jeremy talks another 10 minutes on I just want to say one thing about Tyreek Hill. I just want to say one thing about Tyreek Hill. 
how cool would it be to see that guy actually go over 2,000 yards? How cool would that be? That would be and, cool. Um, that would be cool. The other thing after this game, man, Tyreek Hill does not get enough credit for being one of the best receivers in the game. Because I was kind of talking about that work today. If I was drafting a team right now, Justin Jefferson is the first receiver I'm taking, far enough. I, like, it's not even close to me. He's just – I'm biased as hell on that. But Tyreek Hill is probably number two. And I don't think is he the most lethal wide receiver in the game, most lethal weapon for sure. In the I game, I would say he's he's the most explosive guy with the ball in his hand. I mean, any position at all. Like, remember when the Chiefs threw that like half-ass hail mary screen to him, and he just weaved his way through the, the defense of the Cowboys? There's one guy in the league that can do that. It's Tyreek Hill. He's he's different. He's truly different. And, and if there was a second guy in the league that could do that, it's literally Jalen Waddle. So that's the, the dumbest part of the Dolphins offense. I So the only thing about Waddle is he's not quite as, as elusive as Hill, but he's damn near as fast. Top speed. So yeah, yeah straight line, yeah. straight line speed for sure. Yeah. He's, I, I think, uh, I think Hill is, is built perfectly because he's short and compact enough where he can weave in. Like you're saying, he's nimble. Jalen Waddle's a little bit taller. He's probably what close to six foot. So well, he, the thing about it is, Hill could damn near play running back. Like, he's that compact. He is. I, You know, I don't think he could take the punishment. But, yeah, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. All right. Real quick, let's jump over to the Cowboys-Giants, and then we're going to rip through these last few games as quick as we can. I wanted to come to this game, spend a little bit more time on this one, because I know Jeremy loves to talk about the Cowboys, especially. Let and a 40-0 win over the Giants on Sunday night football. Let me get my quick take, and then i got to put my daughter to bed, and then I'll be back. Um, He's putting his daughter down. All right. That's a bad way to say it, but I'm putting her to sleep. That's also a bad way to say it, <laughs> but I'm putting her down for bedtime. Um, the Cowboys offense did very little in this game because they didn't need to do much, right? Um I took a screenshot of it. I gotta, I gotta have it somewhere here. That Cowboys defense. So, God, I think it was like two, three weeks ago we were talking about this, and I told you guys I thought Micah was going to have a historic year, and I thought the Dallas defense was going to be pretty damn solid, but I thought Micah would have a historic year. Um, and I, I think I hit the nail right on the head with that. Um, they beat the Giants by forty points. They had seven sacks. They had five forced fumbles, one blocked field goal that went for a touchdown, two interceptions, and I'm pretty sure they had a pick six if I remember if I remember right. Um, Pollard looked like a dude that can be a lead back. God, Pollard and Madison, uh, I think we're both, especially Madison, was an underrated guy in the fantasy drafts. C.D. Lamb, still one of the most overrated receivers in the NFL, not even close. Um, Dak didn't have to do much success. I'm so glad that you heard that one. Um Dak didn't have to do much. Good I heard thing it all. Give that, Jeremy. Heard good thing you could give that 11-hour tattoo or a rest on his leg, you know. Um, you know, the one thing I'll say is Dallas defense looked great. Now, when it rains, it pours, and this game really snowballed fast for the Giants. In a goofy game in the rain, in a divisional game, that's what's up, in a divisional game where it's bound to get real goofy, um, it did, especially in a week one game. Um, now, I think the most glaring thing in this entire game is if you're the fucking Giants, what is Daniel Jones doing out there when you're down 40? 
What are you doing? You just paid this guy. Why is he still on the field? If you're down 40, like I get it. There's a pride factor in everything. It's week one. You're getting your ass kicked worse than you've ever had a kick before <laughs> with this roster, this coach. And your your quarterback that you just paid is out there looking like dog shit. You have nothing going on offense. Uh, Barkley's looking so-so. But it's just like, guys, like, what are we doing? You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. The Giants – they're not this bad. Um, they're also not that good. I think the Giants are a lot better. Like, the next time these two teams play, I, it wouldn't surprise me if the Giants win, like, 24-20. Um, two teams that are bound to take a massive step back um, are the Giants and the Vikings. I mean, massive. Probably more the Vikings than the Giants, in my opinion, because um, the Giants are just pretty well built on the offensive and defensive line, at least as far as what talent should be there. Um, but, no, I think – Man, this is just add this to the resume for Micah going forward. I mean, I think he's bound to be in the conversation for defensive player of the year. And this happens because you have a player like Micah on the team. Like, you take Micah off his team, you you could damn near get rid of some of the stuff. That's right. Um, now they're going to be they're going to be a good defense moving forward. It's going to be fun to watch them and the Eagles because neither game last year was Dak and Jalen both on the field for it. So. Eagles get it rolling. Cowboys keep it rolling like this. It'll be fun to watch, um, especially if they're both fully healthy. So that's my take. Seth, I don't want to hear anything stupid. I'll keep you in my ear. You start talking Dak MVP, Mike McCarthy's a good coach, anything, I'm coming back. Oh, right. well, Mike McCarthy is a good coach. I will say that. You can't. He's an all right he coach. Is a, he's a good coach. Come on. He's an all right coach. Super Bowl uh, winning head coach, Mike McCarthy. He is. Took a Hall of Fame quarterback to get him there. But anyways. Ridiculous. Um, oh, and let me throw this to you. I, I picked this game. It was an absolute blowout and, and not really a game. Jeremy kind of already kind of mentioned it, and I have a feeling you'll go the same way. Is, is this more telling of the Cowboys and maybe their defense and what it'll look like this year, or is it more telling of what the Giants could look like this year? I wasn't super high on the Cowboys. Um, I guess that third spot in the NFC is is has been up for grabs, really, for anybody. Um, so maybe that is their spot. Uh, but however, I think it does more closely resemble the Cowboys than it does the Giants. Um, I and I'm not big on the Giants. I just don't think they're going to not score points and <laughs> be anywhere in the same league as the Bears. Um, I think it'll be very middling. <laughs> sure. Uh, this was crazy. The worst shutout loss in the history of the series between these two. Yes. Teams. Yep. And it felt like it. Um, it was raining. Balls flying off of hands. Uh, people throwing their gloves away because they just couldn't hang on to anything. Um, and Andrew Thomas gets hurt. A guy that we talked a lot about last year. I think all pro left tackle, either second team, first team. Uh, I'm not sure the timeline on him, but it, it none of it, it was just everything was bad. There was no positives. Literally, they say it all the time, burn the tape game. This is literally like, this was so bad we can't even learn from it. <laughs> At least on not on tape because you didn't you put anything this out. for uh, what you don't do, what not to I do guess. on a football field. I, I guess it felt all mental, really. It was just momentum got 
taken away by oh, the field goal block return. And yeah. then it just kept exponentially getting there, you know, with the, the pick six. And then it just – Tony Pollard kind of took over in the second half. It's it, – and, it, and like Jeremy said, the Cowboys offense didn't really have to do anything. They kind of just coasted the whole game. There was two defense special teams touchdowns, and there were a few short fields that they scored on as well. So, yes, yeah. you're absolutely correct. Dak didn't have to – we didn't have to worry about Dak messing up. It was funny in the pregame interview, whoever that interviewer was, very brave of her. She's like, you led the league in interceptions last year. Uh, what what are the strides you've taken in the offseason to correct that? And what do you think t- your mindset is going into today? And he's like, we're just going to – we're just out here to beat the Giants. That's it. It's like – you throw a lot did. of picks. How do you? How are you not going to throw a lot of picks? Beat the Giants, <laughs> and that they did, and he didn't throw a single one. So something worked, that's for sure. I don't All think right. I don't. It, you know, my opinion just hasn't got to change much off of this game. It just felt like one of those really weird, fluky. One you of those. Agree games. with Jeremy though that. Uh... Giants and Vikings are kind of destined to regress a bit this year. I think we had it in our minds that they would. They felt very overachieving last yes. year. Yes. Uh, I just don't know if that means out completely completely out of the playoffs or not. Giants more so, I believe, in that. But, uh, yeah, not a good first start if you're looking to dissuade the, the haters. No. Nope. The rest of the East is 1-0. and The Giants are 0-1. So not, yeah. About as worst start as possible yeah. for them. All right. Owen, you're going to rapid fire a few of these, and then we're going to move on, eh? I'm going to send them right to you, too, because Jeremy stepped away. You get the bulk of the load here until, until he's back. That's fine. I will. I'll take it all gladly. <clears throat> we're going to rip through these so we can get to our top five A and B week two edition. I have, a feel, I have a feeling it's going to be a bit of a shakeup. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. It'll be some interesting decisions. Uh, not least of which is where do the Chiefs land in your top five A and B? We haven't talked about the Thursday start of the 2023 NFL season yet, Seth. We got we the haven't. Lions, Chiefs. Lions prevail 21-20. Spoil the Chiefs celebration of Super Bowl title with a late round rally and a David Montgomery go-ahead touchdown. What are your thoughts? Quick thoughts. Uh, Lions look good, but got lucky. Thanks, thanks to no Chris Jones, no Travis Kelsey, and thanks to Kadarius Tony. <laughs> Next game, Atlanta Falcons, twenty-four to ten over the Carolina Panthers at home. Bijan Robinson, holy hell, outshines top pick Bryce Young as Falcons knock off the Panthers. What do you think? Uh, yeah, real quick. Um, you kind of mentioned it, Bijan, and the two-headed monster in Atlanta with Algier and Bijan. Uh, I like that Algier got in there a bit. Uh, Bryce Young struggled a little bit, but I also thought he made some plays. I think, you know, there could be a bright future there. Atlanta, if they can continue this, uh, you know, they might surprise some people. Say that. Just- just as I had predicted. Love Bijan comes just as good as advertised. Jesse Bates might have revamped the Atlanta defense. That is also true. 
That is also picks true. on basically the same exact play. So that was probably kind of a dumb move on Bryce Young, probably just a rookie, rookie brain fart. But Falcons looking pretty, pretty, pretty nice. Only one week, but it was a good start. Cleveland Browns over the Cincinnati Bengals, 24-3. Deshaun Watson runs in for a touchdown. And the Browns bottle up Joe Burrow with Miles Garrett doing little dribble crossover stunts through the center and bowling him over. Burrow, touchdownless in week one. How do you feel? Uh, Burrow, uh, that offense was non-existent. It was about as non-existent as that Giants offense. Uh, Joe Burrow looked scared out there. He was... Deer in the headlights, Miles Garrett. Wow, he was all over the field. That's I, I wanted to talk about this game more, but we ran out of time. I was worried about the Bengals, not so much with this, but man, that offensive line struggled, and uh, Burrow keeps getting hit. You never know. Brown, hey, I got the correct pick, I got the Browns. I took a chance over my Super Bowl pick, and I'm Wait, still you not. The Browns? I picked the Browns to win, or at least uh, plus two and a half at home. I picked them, which is really what I was leaning on. So I got lucky a bit there. Nick Very Chubb, nice. as consistent as ever. Uh, obviously, Miles Garrett, did any of us pick him to be Defensive Player of the Year? It would be the first year after the last three. that I don't had. believe No. No, I don't think Jeremy did. I picked TJ, of course. I'd have to go back and look, but I don't think so. Gotcha. I think Mike Parsons might have been Jeremy and I's Oh, Michael, yeah, probably was Jeremy's pick. So, um, yeah, Jamar Chase talked a lot of shit going into this game. Well, he lost to a bunch of elves. Personally. Yeah. <laughs> he's Very pissed because nice. those elves beat him. Uh, next game, what do we got? We got the Houston Texans. Made a concerted effort, but eventually lost it 25-9 to the Ravens. Biggest story, J.K. Dobbins, yet again, misses the season with a torn Achilles. In the offense, the Ravens' offense, in general, kind of struggled in the passing game anyway. Lamar struggled, but those running backs really took over, even when Dobbins was gone. What do you think? Uh, None of this game surprised me. The... uh... Ravens offense looked like the Ravens offense. Like you said, running game was kind of where it was at. Offensive, uh, the the passing game struggled. Texans looked like one of the worst teams in the league. C.J. Stroud struggled for the most part. Offensive line was not good. Texans are going to struggle this year like they did last year. And the Ravens, I don't know, man. AFC North, a lot of questions after week one. They felt like the third best team, and they still might be the third best team in the in the division. But they're also one and zero. Steelers lost. Well, I guess obviously the Browns won. Browns, right? Yeah, I, I don't know. A lot of questions about the AFC East, AFC North after Week One. I'd say, and then even maybe the biggest surprise, and maybe it shouldn't have been been a surprise, but Zay Flowers looks to be. That dude, 169 yeah, yards. He does. Um, he does. Even even on a day without Mark Andrews, probably contributed to the lack of passing game. But I mean, Zay Flowers is somehow 
didn't he should, probably should have got drafted higher than <laughs> higher than yeah. the Ravens last year. Uh coming out to prove good for them though. Good for them. Agreed. Next game we got Tampa Bay pulling the upset out at US Bank Stadium. Oh them Minnesota Vikings. Now I think we juiced the loose on the Vikings on this one. So it's not like we're Vikings haters this week. We all picked the Vikings, Baker Mayfield. Huh? We did. We did. We all lost in this one. Baker Mayfield finishes strong down the stretch in his debut. Really a lot of energy coursing through that team. Defense played excellent. Uh, at least the defensive line did. What are your thoughts on this game? Uh, Kirk Coupons put up a lot of big numbers, but when it mattered, once again, couldn't come through. Uh, Baker, Baker won his debut. Baker had some moments. Uh, defense also had some moments. I don't think it says a whole lot for either of these teams. Gotcha. Well, you know, Vikings will, uh, they're going to come crashing down a bit. I, I still think they're going to be competitive. Bucks won this game. I wouldn't take it too much. Baker's not going to sustain that kind of success. Because uh, he'll be getting hit by some bigger guys here soon enough. So probably, I mean, Daniel Hunter was was a, a factor in this game, and yes. it kind of contributed to the rough start. Like in the first first half, Baker was nowhere near perfect right until the end of it when they got that touchdown off to Evans. But um, also, yeah, is this Mike was, Evans last year in Tampa? It's certainly seeming that way. Uh, I don't know. It does doesn't it? They really made it almost like an ultimatum for the Bucks to like you need to sign in before the game starts or it's over. Yeah, um, felt like so it. We'll I see. Guess. They got a whole year to maybe work things out, but and that's a tough. It stands tough way to play a year in it with a with a team you've been with for a long time is just like well I'm probably gone next year so I guess yeah. I'll just make you know do the best I can <laughs> make some money. Uh, um. Other than that, I mean, yeah, like Jefferson got his, like especially in the first half. I think he had like 140 yards. And Jefferson will will get his, for sure, for sure. But yet, not strong enough to beat the lowly Tampa Bay Bucks. Sounded like you, you, yeah, you said your opinion didn't change much, so you wouldn't really, in your rough power rankings, you wouldn't really move either of these teams up and up or down, maybe more than a spot. No, probably not. Yeah, got it. Gots it. Next game, Arizona. I would say, if anything, sorry, no, made me think about it. If anything, I'd probably move the Vikings down a little bit more than I'd move the Bucks up because it feels like the Vikings should be a better team than the Bucks. Mm -hmm. But maybe, maybe we're gonna get the real Minnesota Vikings this year. We'll see how much last year was real, or was it? Are they just that that big old f word? Not you know, usually, set. you know, we talked about the rest of the games. Defenses usually prevail week one. Um, perhaps it is just a case of the Brian Flores defense not quite getting up to speed in time Correct. for Baker Mayfield. <laughs> one comment you guys didn't make is um, Baker looked pretty good. Oh, I made that comment. You just Did don't you? like to I listen didn't... to me. I, my bad, I didn't hear it. I, didn't hear it. Um, <laughs> I, I wouldn't go that far, Jeremy, but you are a Baker fan, let me so explain. not surprised. Let me explain. Let me explain. 
he didn't look good as far as stat sheet. He looked good in moments. Like he looked like Great. Yeah, yeah. He looked like a guy. He looked like the right guy to have in there after Tom Brady left, in my opinion. Like you need a fiery guy that's all energy coming after Brady. I mean, how do you replace literally the GOAT of the league ever? You know what I mean? You don't. So what are you gonna bring in? Some young, fiery fucking guy with that's pretty decent talent, which is what Baker is. He's got weapons. Once he, it seemed like he started to try to go to Evans more often. Um, man, there was a few times where it's like, hey, Evans just straight up dropped balls. I know. Um, like literally in the hands, put it on the ground. And um, I don't know. That running game needs to come along. The defense looked pretty solid in the second half. I think I take more. More pro bucks, more – I know. Um, the Vikings are what they I thought they were because I'm so low on Kirk coupons. Um, man, I – fan of the pod, one of our uh, buddies at the Viking fan, and I were going back and forth the following day, and the comment I, I make to every Viking fan is, hey, you guys need a young, exciting quarterback. Like, you really, really do because – they showed the way Kirk reacted after that first interception on the sideline. And he's screaming at the coach. And I'm thinking, motherfucker, you just threw a pick. Like, it's on you. Like, it wasn't that it was a tip. It wasn't that there was so much pressure in your face. It was, not, it was just a bad pass. Um, but the Vikings defense started to look kind of limited with guys that they just didn't have on defense, players that they lost. But uh, I don't know. I I think the Bucks definitely are going to take the South, in my opinion. The Falcons are going to give them a run, though. Yeah, I know. You oh. keep saying that, Jeremy. All right, Owen, how many games we got left? Let's we got five leave. games left, so to rip All them right. off. Let's Washington, do that. Washington's Literally. defense takes over to help the Commanders rally past the Cardinals 2016. And who became the closer the Commanders needed? Montez Sweat took matters into his own hands. Jeremy, what are your thoughts? Command Literally card. the worst team in the NFL was winning this game for what? The first half? Three quarters. Right? Yeah. Three quarters. Um, and then the commanders just went, hey, we're supremely more talented than you. Um, y'all might be a bunch of killers and literally try to decapitate Howell on the sideline. I don't know if you guys literally. see that play. Like literally tried to take that guy's head off. Howell, That's your you boy. Know, that was your boy, Kazir White. Hey. Used to be my boy. Um, <laughs> Sam Howe, he gives you two touchdowns, one in the air, one on the ground. Um, Curtis Samuel looks like he's finally going to start being a guy for them. Um, last year, he, like, didn't show up at all. Um, Robinson, that that's a uh, running back game. Robinson's a decent back. I just don't think he's a guy that's going to put you over the top in any game. I think Gibson's more of a threat in a game, uh, but Robinson's more of a consistent, like, thumper type. Hey, Robinson is the type that can take shots, if you know what I mean. Next game. <laughs> Many moons. <laughs> Such a good entrance when he came back. I love it. All right. New Orleans, Tennessee. Derek Carr's New Orleans is a successful debut. Saints edged the Titans 16-15 to and really a really poor scoring showing from both sides. However, New Orleans takes over. Uh, the win in the the win column, Tennessee. Why didn't we just go for the touchdown at the end, Seth? What are your thoughts? Uh good showing by Derek Carr overall in this first game. 
uh, my NFC South pick kind of showed why. Uh, they they had the grit there at the end. Uh, Michael Thomas healthy back could be a big difference maker for the Saints team. And they'll get Alvin back in a couple weeks. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, three picks. Ugly game. They need a new quarterback soon. All That's right. It. Hot takes. No, not your NFC South pick. That should be clear. None of ours. You I did say that. Part. My NFC South pick. <laughs> Next game, Jacksonville 31-21 over the Anthony Richardson-led Indianapolis Colts. Jeremy, I'm going to send it to you unless you do not want it. I want to take Bigsby. Makes amends for his huge mistake. Probably the weirdest play of the entire week. Helping the Jags earn that rare victory in Indianapolis. I mean, very clear rookie mistake. Just play, you know, not playing through the whistle. I don't know if anyone, if you guys seen that. He just picked up the ball off a sack fumble. And he's just like, well, play's over. And then someone, or I think Derek, Shaq Leonard came in, knocked the ball out. DeForest P- Buckner picks it up for a, oh, yes. well, yeah, 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 a yeah. 40-yard fumble recovery touchdown. Jeremy, what are your thoughts on uh, Jacksonville, Indianapolis? I did want to say quick, Richardson looks like he can be a dog. But Trevor Lawrence is an MVP candidate. There's, he was making some throws that were quite insane. Uh-oh, uh-oh. It's... <laughs> I feel like a kid just hurt herself. Uh, Seth, hey, I think this is your game now. I think you need to take this <laughs> Oh, jeez. <laughs> ah, man. You never know what you'll get with him. Um, you're right. Anthony Richardson got hurt later on in this game, right? They had Gardner Minshew come in towards the end. They did. That is correct, yes. And that really hurt their chances because uh, I think they had a legitimate shot at this game. Uh, it feels it like the Colts always play the Jags hard. It, back and forth, too, Jags play Colts. Um, it's kind of like, you know, Packers-Bears. You never know what you get except Packers dominate usually. Uh, this was a fun game. Jags, they're, they're going to be one of those teams that not so much going to surprise people because they're kind of been the dark horse this year, but um, I think they're going to be rising quicker than people thought. Calvin Ridley, too. He was explosive in this game. Difference maker for that offense as well. This yeah. offense could take another step up. Trevor Lawrence could take another step up. Like you said, MVP candidate right there probably. I think so. I think so. Travis Etienne also had just some explosive. He did. Explosive plays. Uh, uh, sorry, I was disturbed by uh, my daughter pissing on the floor. Um, <laughs> yes. Seth, this is a family-friendly pod, and you know some sometimes pee happens. Okay, sometimes your kid's standing at you, looking you straight in the face, and pees on the floor, and then the cat acts like she's gonna lick it up. I don't know what's uh, going on. Oh, okay, all right, all Clean. right. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, I thought this was family-friendly. I'm just telling you a moment in my life. <laughs> so, Owen, I can't go MVP Lawrence yet, um, but I can go. I think the Colts hit on Anthony Richardson. I think he's going to be the best quarterback in this draft class. I kind of had that feeling just because Steichen is going to make that happen. Um, this guy so so much alike Jalen. It's it's bound to work out at least for a couple year run, right? Um, he gets two touchdowns. He was the only rookie quarterback to score a touchdown this weekend. He scored two. 
Um, they made somewhat of a running game out of him without Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor and a read option in that is dangerous as hell. Um, Pittman just got force-fed the ball the entire game. Outside of that, you have guys that can just move the chains. The defense uh, needs a lot of work. Um, if you can get back to the Dwayne Freeney, Robert, Robert Mathis days, you got something there. Um, as far as the, the Jags, it's exactly what you wanted to see out of the Jags outside of maybe a blowout loss uh, for the Colts. I think Lawrence, um, he's got the right hand on his shoulders, and I don't know if you could ask for a better – there's only one guy you could ask for a better coach than Doug as a quarterback, and that's Andy Reid. Outside of that, Doug Peterson's about as good as you can get for a young quarterback, in my opinion. Speaking of keeping their head on their shoulders, Jacoby Myers still has his after quite the hit in in Denver last let me, week. Hey, hey, let me make one more comment about this game. Um, Trevor Lawrence, after the game, when he was talking to Anthony Richardson, he made the comment to him to protect yourself because the guys are bigger, stronger, faster in the NFL. And I thought that was really cool seeing a division rival um, look out for a young guy like that. I thought that was cool. Well said. Next game, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jacoby Myers spoil the Sean Payton debut in Denver. Raiders' seventh straight win over the Broncos. Change the coach, change the quarterback. Raiders still own the Broncos. It doesn't matter. Seth, you got any thoughts? Uh, yeah, for all this talk Sean Payton had over the offseason, um, where was it? 16 points. That's it. I'm pretty sure Nathaniel Hackett over in New York put up more points Monday night without Aaron Rodgers. 22 points to be exact. Of course, not all by the offense. But still, not quite. a lot of talk this offseason about this offense. Going to take that step with Sean Payton. It wasn't there. Not like the Raiders have this insane defense. They got a couple playmakers. Jimmy G did what Jimmy G does. He kind of just managed the game. Uh, yeah, Jacoby Myers looked good. And, of course, Devontae Adams does his thing. Not too impressed with either of these teams. They're not going to be much hey, of a Seth. threat to anybody. Hey, Seth. What do you got going on over there? What, what about that? Hey, what about that onside kick to open up the season? What the hell? You're not going to mention that? Uh, no. Why? When's the last time you see that happen? Probably by a team that won the game, honestly. Um, yeah, if not, didn't... probably never. <laughs> probably literally never. Um, I just want to throw one comment in. I think Russ is on a shorter leash than anybody even realizes over in Denver. I just really do. The whole kiss and baby storyline that came out, I think that's there's a lot more meat to that than people realize. I think uh, – that guy is a trade candidate to a bench candidate, in my opinion. I don't know. I think it came off in a, in a joke, um, as a joke in an interview, or in like a lighthearted interview. Taysom, but... Taysom Hill is more likely to finish the season as the Broncos quarterback than Russell Wilson. Oh, my God. All right, we're moving on. And, Jeremy, if you have one more take like that, I'm just going to start swinging. But last game, rip it off quick, Jeremy. Thank you. Rams show they can be more than competitive and thump. The Seahawks 30 to 13 in the opener in Seattle land. Matthew Stafford started the season without his favorite target with a rebuilt in unproven offensive line and an outside narrative that the Rams ceiling is just being okay. 
So what are your thoughts on the Rams domination? Um, I'm actually, this game kind of broke my heart a little bit because I am a Pete Carroll Seahawks believer this season. They made a fool out of me in week one. Um, first comment, Gino yelling, oh, fuck, when Donald comes running through the line. Hilarious. Um, I'm sure he's what? not the first one to say that. No, I'm sure just the first not. one with the mic in his face. <laughs> and I'm sure he will be the last. Uh, Walker showed to be a guy. DK um, was the only thing that really showed up in the passing game. The Seahawks' defense was an absolute liability. Matt Stafford looked like Lions Matt Stafford, where he's just throwing to literally any white guy that can catch. Puka um, Nakua. Yeah. I just started using that guy in Madden about a week ago. Um, <laughs> great hands. Great hands. I'm in, year, I'm in year two with the Rams. But con- to continue on, um, the Rams' rushing game looked pretty solid, which has been like a total afterthought since Todd Gurley retired. Um no, I think uh, Sean McVay is one of the best coaches in the NFL, and it showed here. Um, there's a lot more left on this Rams roster than I think I even really gave credit for before the season started. Um, it's cool to see Tutu show up. Um, that was a guy I really like coming out of Louisville. Uh, but Nakua, um, Island Boy, that's really neat to see somebody just pop off like that, you know. I imagine waiver wires and fantasy land were going absolute ballistic, but um, – no, they're going to have to start scoring on some of these some of these throws to win against like the good teams. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the Rams make the NFC West even more interesting. Well, they got the 49ers uh, coming up next week, and I believe the opening line was minus eight. The 49ers favored by eight points. Hey, did Seth. we talk about that game? Oh, well, you might have skipped it, didn't we? Why don't you go ahead and take it, Seth? 49ers, well, perfect. I'd love to probably end. Probably the first ass kicking of the week. Uh, heading up to Pittsburgh and stealing their souls. And Kenny Pickett does absolutely nothing. Seth, what are your thoughts? You're the Steelers guy here. Yeah, uh, I believe this was our first juice of the week as well. It was. And uh, they embarrassed us as well. Yep. Yes. Um, I really thought Pittsburgh was going to put up more of a fight. But maybe San Francisco showed they might be the class of the NFC this year. Jeremy's going to cringe on that. And Pittsburgh might be in trouble because Cameron Hayward is going to be out for an extended period of time. And uh, Deontay Johnson also out for an extended period of time. So Pittsburgh might be in trouble. San Francisco looks good. Brock Purdy might be the real deal. Might be the real deal. I just want to make two comments. Um, I don't think Purdy's quote-unquote, the real deal, but I think he's going to always be an above-average quarterback that can – he can win games for you. I don't think he's going to be a top-five guy. My other take is I think Najee Harris lasts four years at this rate. There's just no way. This guy's going to be Larry Johnson ran straight into the dirt. Without the Offensive success. line woes in Pittsburgh have not been fixed yet. That's pretty evident. He's going to have Andrew Luck's career if Andrew Luck was a running back. Oof. Yeah. All right. That's it. That's it, huh? I got one take from you guys that I read while I was away, and I just want to hear you guys' take on it. Um, So Aaron Donald is commonly thought of to be, like, one of the scariest players to have to scheme for in the NFL, okay? Shannon Sharp had a take on Tyreek Hill. 
you can take Aaron Donald. You can take any of the defensive players. You can take any of the offensive players. He, speaking on Tyreek Hill, is the scariest player in the NFL for the simple fact that there is no answer for him. I would say uh, definitely the scariest to – well, I guess I kind of made the point earlier. This is scariest to you know opposing coaches watching film and preparing for the week. But I think when you're on the field, I don't know if anyone's as scared as shown by Geno Smith by, you know, except for an Aaron Donald sprinting upfield unblocked straight into your face. I think that's probably the scariest <laughs> item. That's, that's pretty, yeah, that's pretty good. That's a pretty good uh, – that's going to be a, a soundbite forever. <laughs> oh, shit. The only thing I would say on it is I think – when it comes to scheming up a game plan, I imagine Tyreek probably is the scariest guy because of how many oh, different yeah. ways you put the ball in his hand and what he can yeah. do with the ball in his hand. Yep, absolutely. All right. It's time. We did our top five. That was the recap of the week. Next week, we're going to make it a little shorter. Promise we'll you make that. it wet. We'll find this a way. This week. To end, we're going to do our top five, and that is customary. We do a two-pod week as the season goes. This is our first two-pod week. Later this week, we'll do our preview. Uh, but with our recap, we also do our top five, A and B. So let's get into it. Let's uh, let's let's try to do this one a little quicker than normal. Um, but as Owen and I talked a little bit earlier, the top five should shake up a little bit. I assume this week with uh, a lot of the happenings over the weekend. Who would like to start? Who wants to start? Anybody? And not I, because I can't, I just took a peek at what I had, and I was like, wait a minute. That doesn't look right. <laughs> All right. Give me one second on that. I'll go second. I'm ready for second. I'll go first. I'm not as scared. I'm not scared, Okay. I'm not scared. Had to do a last-minute change. I was debating between two teams for quite a while, and this is where I'm going now. Let me just make sure I got six. Okay. 5B for me. I have the Jacksonville Jaguars. After a not a super impressive victory over the, the Colts, but it's still a division rivalry. Like I said earlier, Calvin Ridley, I think, really is going to take that offense to another step. Maybe your dark horse MVP candidate and Trevor Lawrence. I have the Jags at 5B. 5A, I have the Miami Dolphins. 5A, a, an explosive offense, we all know. Question marks on the defense. That's where I sit. That's why they're this low on my list is because the defense now it's just one week. I'm not going to overreact and say they have a terrible defense, but a great offense, but I want, I want to see a better showing. That's what I have to say. Number four, I have America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, <laughs> a 40 0 drumming over the division rival, New York giants. Uh, what a better way to start the season for the Cowboys. They're looking good. Micah Parsons, that defense was unstoppable. Offense didn't have to do much, so uh, maybe next week. Number three, we have our first loser on the power rankings, top five. 
I have the Kansas City Chiefs falling down to three. Three ski, huh? Yes, sir. Obviously, the Chiefs lost Thursday night to open the season 21 to 20. Not, I, I wouldn't say you put an asterisk up there, but um, definitely some things fell the Lions' way. Speaking of that, Lions were my first out this week. But Chiefs, yeah, it, a loss is a loss, of course, but they're going to be, they're the Chiefs. Travis Kelsey will be back very soon. Chris Jones signed his one year deal. He's back in the building. We'll help that defense. Chiefs will be fine. Number two, one of two NFC teams. I have the Philadelphia Eagles at two. And then I have the San Francisco 49ers at one. 5B, Jacksonville Jaguars. 5A, Miami Dolphins. 4, Cowboys. 3, Chiefs. 2, Eagles. Niners. 1 for me. Sounds good. Uh, Seth, I'm going to rip them off, and I think you'll find some familiarity. In this. We are kind of about the time of the year where we're going to start seeing the same things. So There's just not a huge pool of, uh, of yeah. uh, game There's only so many teams out there. Out there. So starting off 5B, I agree. Give me the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, hey, yo. Really, their win it probably should have been more if they didn't have so many early mistakes. But the fact that they were able to rally right back in, I mean, tr- like we talked about, Trevor Lawrence, Calvin Ridley look like a perfect combo. Um, yeah, I think they're off to bigger and brighter things coming up next week. I think as a Jags fan, you have to be excited about that. Yeah, I think so. Uh, actually, I'm going to make that my six. My four B, give me the Dallas Cowboys. Obviously a dominant performance. Defense, absolutely dominant. Uh, how much... Can we really take away from it? I still have question marks about. I really like to see them play next week. Gather some some real evidence of a primetime team there. But for now, they do get back up into the top five. Uh, just behind the dominant Miami Dolphins. What a back and forth. Tua, I am part of Tuanon. We are observing. We are watching. And don't you dare go against the Tua or concuss him because that would be really bad and terrible for the, for the league. Cause we want to watch, we want to watch Tua and Tyreek rip them up. Got him at four, a number three. Yes. Kansas city chiefs. It's a loss. Mm, a lot of people went to Mike Tirico's neck after calling it an asterisk win for the lions. Um, however, it's, you know, two of your three best players are gone and th- that's something, you know, that's not enough. All credit to the Lions, but I think the Chiefs, you know, let's just see. Again, next week, come back. I think we'll find out a little bit more. Number two, same thing, unfortunately, at the Eagles at two. Um, if we're going to compare these two teams, Eagles and Niners. I came in preseason hopes Steelers are a better team than the Patriots. Obviously, that can change. I'm not changing it yet. But the Niners absolutely trounced the Steelers, played pretty much a perfect game, and the Eagles had their hands full. Now, all credit to the Eagles, pulled it out. They covered. Great teams cover. We all know that. I just got the Niners a step ahead. Give me the 
Niners at one, Eagles two, Chiefs three, Dolphins four, Cowboys four B, Jaguars six, Lions also my first out. Beautiful, Owen. Beautiful. I like it. I like it. Jeremy, take us away. Who you guys both got in the one spot? The, the Niners. Brock Purdy Niners. I got to change my list. <laughs> he's going to put him at five or something. No, just... he's going to take him out of the list to balance it out. Yeah, that's what he's Oh, doing. there it is. There it is. That and the Cowboys. I he's gonna have, he's was, gonna have uh, the Bucks in the top five somewhere, you know. It. I was this close to putting the Cowboys number one. This close. I'm sure you could do it. I really was. My initial list has the Cowboys at in one and the Eagles in two. My initial list, but then I finally found my list from the beginning of the season before the season started, and I made some edits. Um, Bills completely fell out of my list. Yep. Yep. Um, Same. Sadly. Sadly. I'm gonna just rip through it really fast, okay? Go ahead. And see if you guys catch my error. Are you ready? Okay. Starting from the bottom. Browns, Jaguars, Dolphins, 49ers, Cowboys, Eagles, Kansas City. Well, Seven. no. Wait, hold on. Say that again. Owen, what did you say? You said you said seven teams? Yeah, that's the error. Okay. <laughs> I can't decide who I want between Jaguars, Dolphins, and Browns. Because I feel like the Browns' win was probably the most dominant performance of the three. Um, God, I got to do it. I'm going to drop the Jaguars. I don't want to. Um, I'm actually going to do my list like this. I'm going to go Dolphins are six. Browns are five. Niners are four. Cowboys are three. Eagles are two. Kansas City, I'm going to leave out one. Um, Just because... Kansas City wasn't fully healthy. I mean, you don't have your best defensive player. You don't have your best offensive player. That's not the quarterback. That makes a massive impact on any team. Eagles, they won. You can't. Really, it's the first game of the season. It's hard to move a team in that situation. Cowboys climbed up my wrist list, obviously, significantly because they weren't even on it for me. Um, the way that defense looked, and it's it's a scary unit. Uh, Niners also were four. They didn't move. Um, Dolphins come in at five. Browns come in at five. There was a six. Whatever. They come in somewhere at the bottom of my list before the Dolphins. Okay. Um, It matters. The Browns are five. Dolphins are six. uh, Jaguars are seven. Okay. The reason the Browns make this list is because Deshaun looked like he could still play football, which matters. Nick Chubb looks like he's the best running back in football, which matters. Um, they got guys that can catch the ball on the edge, which matters. Njoku looks like he can be a string left tackle out there and tight end. And I seen a play where Wyatt Teller took a guy on that defense and literally marked him into the stands. Like, that offensive line had probably the most dominant performance I've seen an offensive line have, at least since last year watching my Eagles. Um, but they just looked really good. Miles Garrett looks like he's going to be, if healthy all year long, the defensive MVP. Jack Conklin is – sorry, not to rain on your parade, Jeremy. Jack Conklin's out for the year, correct? Torn ACL, MCL? Is that correct? Anybody see that? Yeah, 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 I did. I did see that, yes. I'm just – 
Wow. Anyways. Um. Sorry, you were talking about the Browns' offensive line and their dominant performance, and I was like, wait a minute. Sorry, I just had to connect the dots there. They've got somebody. Oh, and help me out here. I'm pretty sure they got some sort of swing tackle guard that could jump into play. Not obviously as well, maybe. Uh, probably. Got, I don't know what his name is. I think they got a guy. I just can't think of who it is. All right. Um, but the Browns, I think this could be the year it finally gels, and they're a great team. Um, we'll see. We'll see. It, there's Stefanski's got to really take a stride with them. Um, DeWanda Jones. There it is. There it is. Um, beyond that, Dolphins, I mean, I made the comment. They, they don't move on my list. I made the comment about them. I think Tua is going to be MVP consideration. I think they're going to be in the AFC Championship. I think Tyreek is going to have a massive year. I think it's just going to come down to this defense, sticking them in the games. And then the Jaguars are my honorable mention, should be on my list because I hate the 49ers and Cowboys. Um, Doug's doing some real work down there with that team. They got a lot of talent. Um, that offense is fun. The defense has got a lot more talent than people even recognize, but it's a good it's a good team down there. So oh, my list goes Kansas City one, Philly two, Cowboys three, Dolphins four, or my bad. Niners four, Dolphins five. Bad again. Browns five, Dolphins six, honorable mention, Jaguars. Dolphins just moved down the list as he goes. Dolphins one. No, I mean two, Dolphins I mean, aren't even list anymore let me talk about the atlanta felt i have no idea you made changes and my list is wrong now but i'm not going to change it i'm going to go with what you initially said on the official rankings but that you could we'll go with what you said last um so yeah going along on first official week one power rankings going let's into hear it two. the 49ers debut at number one philadelphia Ayo. Eagles at two Kansas City Chiefs at three after a loss, the only one so far. Dallas Cowboys at four, Miami Dolphins at five. Jaguars at six, Browns seven, Lions eight. Let's finish out the top ten. Seth, give me a team in the top ten that hasn't been mentioned. Well, Jeremy briefly mentioned them, but I still feel they're a top ten team, even with the loss. I have to say the Bills. Bills have to be in there. Jeremy. Top 10 team not mentioned quite yet. So I mentioned the Browns. Were they on the list? Yeah, they're in. They're at uh, seven. Jaguars are on the list? Yep, six. Uh, Dolphins are on the list? Uh, five. Just making sure. Um, I'm going to have to – this is kind of an odd one, but I'm going to go Rams. Wow. I would probably – At so 10? At 10. At 10. At 10. I'm not wow. saying they're the next team. I'm saying they're probably 10. It was a pretty convincing win. And they were that. I'd move them up from 30 to 24. I don't know if I'd move what? them up to 10. <laughs> I mean, I would say Green Bay over the Rams, but okay. Pause, pause, pause. I blanked. My bad. All right. I'm actually, I'll give Seth is going to definitely say Green Bay next. I'm actually going to go with the Vikings because he's not going to, he's going to fight that. So I'm going to go Vikings. Vikings? They just lost. Kansas City was number one on my list. They lost. Yeah, you guys, well, uh, the Minnesota is not at the KC level. Let's not even go there. You know, I'm going to narrow this down. <laughs> I don't think we can put either of those two teams in the top ten. So let's put. I'm going to th- throw three teams out, and you guys give me the top two. Okay, Bills, Jets, Ravens. Add, add the Bengals into that list. Bills, uh, two of them. Bills and Bengals. 
Bills, Jets, Bengals, Ravens. Top Ravens, two are my two. Ravens and Bills probably in that order too. Ravens, Bills. Let's go with that. We both agreed on the Bills. I'll give them the Ravens. They won. Ravens at nine and Bills at ten after a loss. Good spot for Josh Allen. Good deal. That's our top ten. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. All right. I think I'm going with the Rams over the, over Josh Allen. But. I can't. You, <laughs> you gave me the Rams and the Vikings, and I was like, top ten. I don't know what, what I are think we doing? What really was ruining for me is I'm 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 like. Not thinking very, very clearly. <laughs> Obviously. I'm looking at I'm looking at the Rams uh stats and then I'm flipping to the Eagles schedule where we play the Vikings next week. He he's playing he's playing the Rams on Madden and he's just falling in love with them and he thinks hey. they're the best team in the league. Hey, let me I could I could tell you some things about that roster. Okay. Yeah, you could now. Yeah. When they go I'm, four and four and thirteen this year, you're gonna still gonna say they could be the ten best team. Hey, when they're four and all. Before losing whatever amount straight, they're gonna beat the 49ers straight up next week. Yep, mark my words. There we go. Yeah, all, all right. I got two trivia questions for you, real oh, quick. Man, they should right, be they they should be quick. We'll see. All right, ready, ready, ready to end the pod. All right, Owen, correct me if I'm wrong. Okay, Puka Nakua. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Puka Nakua, best name in the league, probably. <laughs> uh, he went off on Sunday against the Seahawks, of course, uh, going for 10, 10 receptions and 118 yards, led the team in both categories. He is the first rookie receiver to go over 100 yards in their debut since this rookie receiver did it in 2021. Oh, recent, huh? First rookie receiver to go over 100 yards in their debut since this rookie did it in two, or I almost said 2001, 2021. Jeremy, isn't this Jamar Chase? Feels like Zoe, like hit. It's one of those four. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? What draft was it? Was that Devonta Smith, Jamar Chase, Waddle? Waddle. Uh, Rugs was in there, I think. Well, it wasn't him. Judy? We didn't Rugs talk about Rugs him. Rugs got to play for a while there. But, uh, Judy, Judy and Lamb? That, are we mixing two drafts up right there? Judy was the year before for sure. Uh, but Judy and Rugs were the same year, right? Judy, oh, Lamb, yeah. and Rugs were 2020. That would make yep. sense. Waddle, Chase, and Devon, uh, Smitty are all the same year. So it's gotta be one of them. Too. I'm thinking it's Jamar Chase. I think with all the preseason drama he had with, like, oh, I don't, I'm not used to the big NFL football. And everyone's like, this guy sucks. He's gonna suck. And then boom, he had like three touchdowns, 120 yards first week. I think. Think. Give me Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase is the correct answer. You went Thanks. for 105, I believe, on like eight catches, something like that, just over two, 100 two, yards. Right. I get two touchdowns. Right. Yeah, yeah, something like that. So. All right, second question. This should be just as quick. These are easy questions tonight. Baker Mayfield won his debut on Sunday with the Bucks. Obviously defeating the Vikings. He's now won three of his four team debuts. Can you name the team he's lost with? Panthers. In, in his debut. Panthers. Panthers. Owen, what's your what's your guess? I don't know for sure. I don't think the Browns were any good at the 
you know. Pretty sure he came out and won with the Browns his first game ever. He won with the Rams. Obviously, we all know that. He won with the Bucs just a couple days ago. It's got to be Carolina. I'll let him say Carolina. It is the Panthers. Yep. It is. It, he, uh, I think he was one in five with the Panthers before getting shipped to the Rams. Yeah. Pretty awesome. All right. That was easy. I told you it was probably going to be quick tonight. And that was. Cool. Cool, cool. There it is. We'll have more trivia next week. or yeah, Next week, yeah. We won't do trivia on Thursday. Uh, but Thursday later this week, we will do our line is right. Week two. Ba-ba-ba-ba. Yes, of course we will. Who plays Thursday night? Minnesota, Philadelphia. Oh. In Philly. In Philly. Wow. We'll get Jeremy's live reaction to the game as, as we go through. Ooh. That'll be Good beautiful. Point. Beautiful. All right, until then, till next time, adios. Adios. Adios.